Gears and Nachos. <laughs> Gears and Nachos episode five. Here we are. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? Yeah, your turn to say it. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, listen, we're having too much fun doing this, and we really should not enjoy podcasting as much as we are. Uh, but we, Adam and I, are really enjoying this. It's been great. It really has so far. A lot of people have uh, have joined in, have listened, have, whether they've listened to the whole thing or not. I don't know. Yeah. But we'll take it. We'll take the click. I guess. I don't know if you have to listen to the whole thing to in order to have a, the the numbers it's go up. As a play. Yeah. But uh, but we don't care because it yeah, counts as a whatever. play. Whatever. <laughs> Everybody keep a clicking. Seems cool to me. So I think that uh, when we came up with the Gears and Nachos uh, podcast too. You know, we just wanted to have some fun with you guys. We, we figured it'd be something fun to do with uh, the fans and people that aren't even into Monster Jam yeah. or that are into Monster Jam. It really doesn't matter because we talk a little bit about the uh, the events and then we also want to talk about some home stuff. And I think Adam and I are just in this family mode. We are. And call it the towards the end of our tour or call it just being away from home, whatever it is. But uh, we're kind of feeling the... the uh, the family dynamic. So we're going to get into that a little bit, but we want to talk about Minneapolis first because we were in Minneapolis last weekend for Monster Jam and we were at U.S. Bank Stadium. It was the home of great clips and I've never quite had a great weekend or a great event. Honestly, my December Minneapolis event was probably my best. I think I was second or third overall. Didn't win any events necessarily, but like I placed really well in yeah. all of them. Um, and it's not that I go up there and get nervous because it's we've got a bunch of great clips folks or anything like that necessarily. Uh, it's just one of those things. Sometimes, sometimes, and you've talked about this in, in in driving styles. Sometimes when you want to win so bad, uh, you almost create this anxiety around winning, and you don't win. It does. It does. It, it makes I, you a worse driver or something. It really does. And I always tell people that I feel like that's happened to me this year, even though I haven't really wanted. Can't say they don't want to win. Everybody wants to win, yeah. but um, you know, I've just been having one of those seasons so far, and I don't want to take away anything from what Bri- I was so excited to see Bryce win there and one racing, his, one racing in front Last of weekend. you know yeah. it, it, where it it really and not that it doesn't count anywhere else, but you know it was it was great clips hometown, so that's a big deal, you yeah. know. And my hometown's everywhere I go every weekend because my sponsors <laughs> are the, are the people, and. Uh, Hopefully they're still behind me even when I do lose, but uh, no, they told me they're not. I heard it. I've heard it. I just didn't want to admit admit to it. Well, what was what's the quote? We're we're behind you, win or tie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's anything but first is dead last. So, yeah, that yeah. was a that was a uh, Adam or not Adam Dennis Anderson quote. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, it was. Well, I don't know if he stole it from somebody else, but it was at least in the. Uh, I can't remember what year it was. Probably the early '90s, I think. Like I think it was on a, one of the old Tough Tracks videos or something like that. And that was one of my dad's s- slogans. He had anything but first is dead last. And, and and the funny thing is Talladega Nights. Obviously, everybody knows about Will Ferrell and those guys um, that had the you know if if you ain't first, you're last. I, and I just wonder because I didn't know this until last weekend when when you told me. That that's what your dad used to say, yeah. And I was like, man, I wonder if somehow, some way, like that was that was stolen from your dad. Hey, there's no telling because it was there's actual footage of it that was sold to the public. So, and the only thing that's different is he says you're dead last you're instead dead of last. your last. If you ain't first, yeah. you're last. Your dad, yeah. 
Um, the things that you won't probably ever know are the ripple effects of your dad's efforts over the last 36, 37, how many years now? 30, For a grave digger, I can't do math. 37? 37 years. 37. Yeah. 37 years, man. That's ridiculous. Um, but the ripple effects of his efforts, man, is, is pretty insane. Yeah. I feel Talented every day. <laughs> I feel every day in my body. <laughs> So Minneapolis was good. I won racing, and uh, it was it was great. I'll tell you this, man. It was fun to give Great Clips a shout-out on the mic um, because I haven't had a chance to do that in Minneapolis. And we were really fast, and, like, I felt like I I earned it. You know, San Antonio, I won racing in stadium. And, uh, uh, yeah, San Antonio was my first stadium racing win. But there was one lane that was a lot better than the other. Yeah. And I was able to stay in that lane all night because I had lane choice, which was big. Yeah. In San Antonio, but I and it's not that I don't know, man. It's not that I had an asterisk on that that win for me. Uh, but last weekend it just felt so much better that uh oh, Jim Kohler through the window. Jim come Kohler's, on, we need you. On. We need you. He's not. Just come on, we need you. He's mooning us. <laughs> come on, please. No, oh, he's running. Where's he going? Ah, oh, we've been we we want Jim Kohler on this podcast so bad. Yeah, he, he left. He left. Oh, what? A, oh, I got he's a car. Got a car full of like ten dudes. <laughs> Look, there they are. They're watching it on the thing right now. Oh, it's oh, I know who that is. Okay. All right. Next time. Next time we got Jim Kohler. If you guys want Jim Kohler on our podcast, Gears and Nachos. Oh, there go we go. On, Send him a message. Yes. Go on Team Scream Racing. Yeah. Is, is it Team it Scream is? Racing or Avengers? Uh, let me look it up. That's terrible because I'm one of the largest Avenger fans of all time. Yes. I'm gonna look it up. You know so. what our, our our hesitation has been, other than trying to nail down Jim Kohler for for an hour. We know his podcast is going to be three hours long. Uh, However, we don't know that we care about that. Because, no. You know, if it's good, people will listen to it. But Avenger he was Racing, just, yeah. Is that it? Avenger is that it? Racing? No, yeah. that's Monster Jam Super Fan. That's go, go to one of them and, and see if it says Jim's Diary because that's sure. the one that they, yeah. they do. But either way, go on Jim Kohler's Instagram and send him a bunch of messages and say you right need now. to be on Gears and Nachos, yeah. please. Because he just mooned us from outside the hotel. Man, I'm we such feel a like fan of him. Yeah. So many, team Scream. Team Scream Racing. Okay. Team Scream Racing. Well, we know a guy on his team. His name's Connor, who also does a bunch of pages. Yeah. Nope. There's another one. And that's, uh, that's Cole, Cole Venard. We're there. Cole Venard 2.0. Yeah. Man, we're losing track. Sorry. All right. Message them. Tell them you wanted them on Gears and Nachos. So... Uh, Minneapolis, we finished everything up. We were trying to get everything uh, wrapped around, but you did not have that great of an event in many. And, and like again, I said this in, in Indianapolis. I've not seen you had consecutive back-to-back uh, bad events, but you've had some really tough luck. Man, well, I don't know what, what happened I in Minneapolis. Don't know. All right, so uh, freestyle, I think. Freestyle Ra- racing, was, you rolled. Racing, I rolled in the first. I corner. went too hot. I felt super confident. And I went around, I like I did my first pass or whatever, first first round. Fast, too. And, and I went into the second round. I'm like, you know what? I was like, man, that was great. I'm going to go a lot harder. I knew I was going to have to. Everybody was fast. And I'm like, well, no, I went a little too fast. And the way the building's made, and it's it's honestly, it's, it's I can't say it's super narrow, but there's dumpsters lining the whole outside perimeter there. And when the truck went up on two wheels and hiked up, I wasn't, I can't say I was or wasn't going to save it, but I, you know, sometimes you commit yeah, and sometimes it'll come out of it, and you go around this turn and try to save it, but I, I couldn't do it, so I had to I had to let up and just kind of let the truck go, and um, and it's for one because we don't I don't want to do any damage to any of the buildings or anything like that, 
um, or cause any extra damage to the truck. And um, I'm always afraid that when you roll and try to save it, you'll hurt the third member. And, like and that's, you do. That's kind of what I'm always nervous about. Yeah. And um, so that that was my first. I was at first round. I went out. Yeah, first or second round went right out. Um, two wheel. I I can't say. So Brad Allen goes out there or not to a skills challenge. Brad Allen goes out and he rips a backflip off the the log, the pipe jump, whatever they call it. And Which I'm like, has never been done in Monster Jam off the never. log stack. Or not even st- I'm sorry. It's not the log stack. What is it called? It's the single log. It's yeah. And, and he, I mean, the cleanest backflip of the yeah. night probably in skill challenge. <laughs> and we're not and we're not supposed to really do that, no. which Brad now knows, and uh, we all do. <laughs> And uh, which he's holding to the the, the he idea knew that what he was he said doing. it was an accident. He says it was an accident. I watched <laughs> that Joker lineup. I could have. I told him. I said I could have had my eyes shut and listened to your throttle rhythm and knew you knew what you were doing. And he never tapped the brake. Never. Like he knew. Clean. He knew. Clean. Not to mean to call you out, but I knew. <laughs> it's over with. Because we gone. secretly love it. I did. I loved it. But I was next up in, in the skills challenge, and I. I kind of wanted to get a sidewall deal, but so I had the spool in the rear of my truck at the beginning of the year. It was kind of messing me up, and I didn't like it. And then we changed it to the—we put a locker back in it, which is not great for the sidewall stuff because the locker comes hmm. unlocked and does all this stuff. I and that's about that. Yeah, and that and that's that makes it that makes it tough. But I'm I'm normally I'm much cleaner and faster and race. The steering works much works much smoother. And I'd say 95% of everybody actually runs a spool in the rear of their truck. And they would just never even know any different. But I've just been driving with the same thing so long, so I didn't, I didn't want that. Um, and I tried it for a little bit, and it hasn't helped me none in racing, and it's also not helped me in skills challenge. But then freestyle, man, I, I come out there, and they got this new thirty-second rule. You know, if you don't make it past the first thirty, that you know you don't, you get a zero, you get yeah. nothing. And I'm like, I'm not gonna let that hinder me from my performance. So I was going fairly hard right from the get-go. And I do a slap wheelie, and it slapped extra hard, it felt like, because I felt my eyeballs come out of my nose. But at the same time, the truck shuts off. But I still had power, and there's troubleshooting that you go down as a driver. And, I, and I've, I've worked on the trucks enough. I kind of know what's going on. And so I'm in there, and I'm strapped in tight as can be, still try, reaching every electrical device I can in the truck, trying to figure out what's going on. And then I couldn't figure it out, and they're hooking up, and then I started beating the steering wheel. <laughs> I saw your all... fist th- being uh, thrown. I don't know if you were like just uh, talking with I, your that, hands over no, the radio. I was, this is the first time I, I was genuinely mad. I didn't care. Honestly, they could have stopped everything, and they and I didn't. It was just the most. You know, it just it took me down to the like to the bottom of all bottoms that I could ever go to that weekend. I just didn't. I didn't perform. Like even halfway decent for for the fans, for the show, for the people, and so it was a bummer, man. I didn't want that. I didn't like that, and um, so it was a super big letdown doing that. And then we go back there, and uh, thanks to the crew, uh, Matt and Woos, they busted some tail, man, in trying to troubleshoot. Electrical stuff is the mm. worst because you it, it's so much on there that you have to look for. Yeah. And, and there's not that many people that can do the electrical side of, on these Monster Jam trucks. Yeah, so, and you I mean, there's a couple people that seems like in the company that yeah. are kind of looked to. And Ferrari, his nickname. Yeah, he was my crew chief uh, my second year in in Mohawk. We were our first tour together, you and I. Yeah. Uh, but he's kind of looked to as like the guy because he used to work on Ferraris. That's yeah. how he got his name. But there's only a couple guys. I mean, I think everybody could do the wiring. But to your point, it's yeah, not it's easy. No, it is not. It, you know, and it takes a little bit of common sense, but it's difficult. And uh, 
So they, they started troubleshooting, starting basically at one end and working their way to the other of the electrical system that would not allow the ignition to work. And we finally found it at the end. And it was actually one of the first suggestions that Woos had made. I'm like, man, there's no way. But one of the smallest wires, all it did was pop off huh. inside of the switch panel. Hmm. And it's just like a normal little prong deal that, you know, the little connectors that they just push on. Yeah. And they're really hard to take off. And I've not, I can't say that I haven't had them come off before, but not just like this. So it's yeah. just like a fluke thing. And sure enough, man, they, they popped the panel box open and one of the wires fell off. Ugh. So, and that was uh, two seconds probably before they're like, I'm getting ready to get in and they want to do an encore. And thankfully they did. And I wanted to do that. I was excited that they were going to let me, allow me to run. Um, but also we're on time constraints there, a lot of those places. So they, to, they told me I didn't have but so much time uh, and that they don't need me to tear anything up basically. And I, and I get it. But yeah. at the same time, and I told the guys, I was so excited for them to get that truck fired back up so I could go out there and do a little bit of something instead of making four jumps in Gravedigger and getting a big fat zero. <laughs> but uh, Are you a fan of this 30-second rule? I don't mind it. I really don't. The 30 second rule is even though I've got it twice now. If you don't complete 30 seconds of freestyle, you you're not <coughs> yeah. eligible for a score. So it doesn't matter what the fans are doing, you don't get a score. Yeah. It I, I it doesn't really bug me. The only part that bugs me is that if people don't do anything mm-hmm. for the first 30 seconds. Yeah. You know, and they got but they're 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 the ones that are out there trying to to win a, a series. And if you if they're playing it smart, and I, I, it's hard for me to be smart, Bryce. That's why I'm friends with you. I'm not saying that you don't perform the way you should in the first thirty, but you know, I just I, that's tough for me. That's the only thing I see. Yeah. And because uh, sometimes in the first thirty seconds of a freestyle run, you could have seen the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen in your life. Do you think it was good for the sport when people would go out and do the one hit wonder? Is that good for Monster Jam? As no. A sport? Not as a company, as a brand, as a sport. It's it's not. Um, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough because if it's a one, you saying a one hit wonder like the one hit that's uh, gone viral on. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough, man. Because it's I don't. I feel for the live event that not that it's not the most exciting thing that maybe they saw there that night, but I mean, would it? What you know? It's like I don't know. That's tough. I wish you know. I, the way I looked at it, it's like it's a it's a show. It, not to say it's a show. It's like a it's entertainment. It's an entertainment. Yeah, so I understand. You start eat, you start you work your way to that thrill. Yeah. You you ease it on the people. You know not you know there's certain ways that you do it, but it's like you're there to entertain. And you know yeah. if you thrill them in the the first ten seconds of that show, then you're boring afterwards. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, you're not. You know what I mean? It's like. That's tough, though. That's tough because it's hard to rely. It's easy to go out there and line up, point, and shoot, do that one big wow moment when you can kind of guarantee something cool is going to happen because the truck is still functioning. Yeah. You haven't damaged anything. You have. You still got your mind about you, sort of. It takes a, somebody that's not right in the mind to be able to do something <laughs> like that. But at the same time, when you, uh, you know, I feel that it, it takes away from the rest of your performance. Yeah. After that, it's done. The rest of the performance is over in my eyes. If you do something like that, you you're done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not, not that it's, but for live event, I would say it's probably not the greatest because it's kind of after that, it's like, blah for everybody. Yeah. Not even saying that guy must have that guy did the most unbelievable thing you've ever seen with your own two eyes. 
but everybody after that's boring. Mm-hmm. And you, they could have done some. They could have done some unbelievable things. It's funny how it's it's, it's causing the sport to evolve. And I've noticed this uh, on the episodes I've had uh, on NBC Sports. I've had a chance to commentate on, and then even myself and watching our own tour. Um, I I personally like the rule. But I, I've thought about this a lot on why I like it, and I can't figure out exactly why I like it. However, I will say this. I think the old school style of driving in freestyle was you go out and you make massive hits, one and two, three hits, right? You get their attention. And I, I heard uh, Scott Douglas, right, voice of Monster Jam, talk about this. Like, oh, he's coming at you. And you want to set the tone for that 120-second freestyle run. And obviously, I'm not disagreeing with that. I think that makes a, a lot of sense. Um, the problem now is that we're seeing with the 30-second rule is you've got drivers that are, like you said, are probably smartly kind of backing off a little bit. I saw Scott Buto in Oakland, right? Or just We just were, were uh, doing a voiceover for that show. And he goes out, his second hit, he has a great shot, great, great, but he gets a flat tire on the right back tire. Mm-hmm. And it, and it rolls them over and it ends his run early. I've been subject of, yeah. you know, of, of not filling my 30-second clock <coughs> in Houston, okay? Um, I think everybody's been bitten by it. The very first uh, show, Tampa, you had Ryan Anderson on the – I think it was Monster Jam's uh, Stadium Tour Green. Ryan Anderson, uh, Heavy D. Uh, who else was on it? Morgan. Morgan didn't fill his 30. And there's one, really? other, there's one other truck. But the next show, those were the four trucks – Whoever that fourth one was, those are the four trucks to start He's the next Dave, show. I think, right? It might have been, yeah, yeah, maybe it was. Bro, or the Broke Mina. I feel like it was. I have to go back and look. Anyway, or was it Neil? No, it wasn't Neil. I think Neil. I think Neil might have won that freestyle. I don't know. Anyway, but point being, um, I, I've seen it almost bite a lot of drivers that try to not roll or crash in that first thirty seconds as well. I think I like the I, I like it because I don't I'm one of those people that I don't think it's good for the sport at all to have these one hit wonders. Yeah, it's good for that. Li- I think it's actually good for the live event. I think that's what you said before, uh, where it's kind of like that moment where okay, you've seen six or seven full runs, maybe two or three of those runs, a wheel broke off 45 seconds in, it was kind of a bummer. But then all of a sudden you, you see some come out here and just launch it off the biggest jump in the stadium and yeah. crash and things like that. Um, but I get so irritated at, yes, there's entertainment to that, but is there sport to that? Yeah. And that's what, that's what I'm hung up on, and I, I don't think there's sport to that. And if we're going to be a real competition – um, and a real series, I don't want the person that comes out there and just has the one single wow moment. I missed the rule where if you, you know, I noticed it last weekend, someone backed up. Yeah. And for some reason, that moment, I, I thought. I never, man, knock on wood, I ne- I pride myself on never doing that. Hit in reverse. And I reverse. see people do it all the time. That was like the big uh, Huge, that was the detriment, big, though, oh, a couple years ago. Gosh, if dude. you threw it in reverse, like if you didn't turn the, the sharp enough and you, you got stuck on, on, on a wall or something, you had to hit reverse. You know, that was a score deduction. Yeah. And, and that's not really taken into account now. And I think I missed that, but I realized that last weekend in uh, Minneapolis. Someone did that. I don't even remember what yeah. it was. But point being, I think I like the I think I like the rule. I know I like the rule. Yeah. However, I think as drivers, we got to figure out what that thirty first thirty seconds. I think we still have to be willing. I think you got to risk to it. roll it. We still got to be willing. That's to, the the biggest issue. Or something. Yeah. That's my biggest issue right now is you got to be willing to risk it because you would have been doing the same thing before. Yeah. You would have been doing the same thing before at the event. I get. I understand it's for the point series. 
and that's great. And every, like I said, everybody wants to win the point series, but you know what I always think about? I think about that one person that walks up to me and they're like, and they, they're going to say, they're going to tell me, man, you sucked last time in Minneapolis. And they're going to tell me. You had someone in Minnie tell you that. I did. They said that. Um, Which took me back. You get, you get. Oh, they against, did. Yeah. Yes, he you did. You get put against the coals way more than I do. Yeah. But that's because you're a grave digger. That's it. They, when, when you're out there and you dominate, you hear about it. But when you don't do well, you also hear about it. Oh, absolutely. The guy straight up told me in the VIP thing, he's like, you really let me down tonight. I'm like, Yeah. I know. I'm very sorry, sir. I said I let myself down. I'm a failure. How do you honestly though? How do you feel when that happens? Oh, not good. You don't feel. Nobody feels good when somebody tells you that. And it's like that's all you need for you know. It's another another prod in the side there. That it, but it's like I take it and gonna I'm gonna have to run with it. And what I gotta look at is like, and it's hard to look back and say that because I've been doing it for so long that I'm gonna be back here and I'm gonna show them the reason why I am still here. You know, I so what I you know it, it it is a bummer. I don't want to do that for the first timers, the first time guys, little guys, girls, whatever families that come out to to Monster Jam to the events. I hope they at least had a great time, but I don't want to fail them because it's their first experience, and I want everybody to have that same experience every time they come. But that's one of the best parts about what we do. It's never the same thing anytime. So does it motivate you or does it demotivate you? Like and honestly, because here's the right answer. Here's the answer that you would expect to hear if if you were trying to do this the right way, so to speak, and be inspiring for people. Oh, it doesn't bother me and I can just go on and go. But it does bother anybody. It would bother me. Yeah. You know, I, and I would think about it for a while and think and maybe at the next event I would overcompensate and think, "Oh gosh, but there's a part of me that feels like I might be driven, and there's a part of me that thinks that maybe it would demotivate me. Yeah. Honestly, genuinely, when, when something like that happens, they come to you and they say they're disappointed in your performance or something like that. As the son of Dennis Anderson, what's your first feeling? Uh, it would, I, would say, it, it's, I can say that it wouldn't demotivate me because it is upsetting, but at the same time, that's motivation. Because I'm, all I'm thinking, honestly, I'm telling the guy, I'm sorry, sir, I really apologize, but what I'm actually thinking in my head is, Forget you, dude. Hmm. I'm gonna show you something next time. I'm gonna teach you a lesson, and then when he goes give me a high five, I'm gonna pull my hand away next show after I win. <laughs> That's the exact thoughts in my head. Is I'm that mean, <laughs> but it does. Like honestly, like uh, it. You've been reading me, trying to read me, I guess, and I have been bummed out that I haven't done well. And last week, I really thought I'm like, man, I got my really, I got my really cruddy weekend out of the way. Here we go. I'm getting ready to just light this place up. Actually, no, I'm going to do worse than I did last weekend. <laughs> you didn't do worse. You, I think it wasn't I that did. bad. You just, you just got, I probably you got gypped out of the score because of a bad... Yeah. Well, a, I don't we call it a 10-second yeah. uh, fix or a 10-cent fix. Yeah. Well, your freestyle. So it's, it's whatever, man. I'm just going to... My kids are here this weekend now, and they're pushing me to do well. And I go out first for freestyle. This is ridiculous. In many. In first many. out. Atlanta. We're in Atlanta. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in Atlanta. That's all right. I get it mixed up, too. I heard uh, I, I heard uh, Luke was talking a little junk to Eliza, he my did. daughter. Yeah, so my, my four-year-old Luke, he, he goes up to uh, – it was at practice they were doing this, right? He asked for uh, – what did he do? He asked for um, – or he, he asked what her name was first. He goes, what's her name? And then he goes over there and he's like – my dad beat your dad or something like that. And then, and then my wife, she's of course, she's like, 
Well, actually, <laughs> well, thanks, thanks. <laughs> but Whatever. that is it is so special, man. We got our families here. You got yeah. Bree here with the two kids. I've got Mackenzie here with my two kids, and uh, we tried to get Bree and Mackenzie on this podcast. <laughs> by the way. They weren't having it. No. Well, well, at least my my wife is really. She gets so nervous in front of people, and she, even though we're not in front of anybody, I'm like, baby, it's like we're sitting in a room just talking to each other, like two <laughs> two bros being bros. I mean, just broing out, just broing out. And I guess we really don't want any girls on this. <laughs> Whatever. Well, what we thought was uh, interesting though is it got Adam and I talking about our, you know, like what what's it like to have our family on the road. And I think that there's there's an element to it that is so stress relieving, because it's it's so nice, man. Because you know, the, like the people that we've got here, Mackenzie, my kids. I mean, when I have the crappiest of events or crappiest of nights, like if I think about them, and I know my four and two year old, they're still gonna love me. Mm-hmm. They're still gonna think that I, I did something awesome. Yeah. And it kind of protects me from like being too hard on myself um, when they're here in in, in person. Uh, so I got asked the other day, is it more nerve wracking for me? But I would say no. Like I, I, because I, I know there's that unconditional love and we're sitting here, we've built this life together and she's as much a part of this as I am because man, I was in, I was genuinely, I was in high, I've known McKenzie since the first grade, right? We met in it, genuinely the first grade. I have, I have video footage of me going to hang up my book really? bag and her walking behind me with this bowl cut. Oh man, and uh, that was one of the questions we had from somebody, right? How oh, do we yeah, meet? How our, do we meet? Yeah, how do we meet? Who was that from? At some call me Abe. Some call Abe. me Abe yeah. on Instagram. He was. Uh, we shot out. Shot out a thing to see if anybody had any good questions for us, and that was one. How do we? We talk about our wives so much. How do we meet them? Yeah, and I think it was cool too because you know we Mackenzie we we went out. Whatever you do in middle school, we went out. We were boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. She kept dumping me for other guys. Oh my gosh! So we did, brutal. I dude. tried to go back after her freshman year of high school, and she chose another guy over me. And so we did not talk from freshman year until senior year of high school. And senior year, finally, we got back together. And genuinely, we didn't think we'd get back together. And uh, we we got back together. But when we got back together, you know, she said she was like, "Hey, listen, I want the flexibility." Well, I went to her first, and I said, "You've got to be okay if we're going to date." You know, we've got you've got to be okay that if this actually became like a long term thing, we got married one day. I said you've got to be okay. I would be in motorsports, and she looked at me and she said, "I, I get it. I understand." And she looked at me and she said, "I want the flexibility of of kind of working from home and being able to do the things with my kids and be a be a mom to my kids." And I said, "I'm good with that." So we kind of went into like our whole relationship with that understanding. So now that we're married, we're doing this crazy life together. Um, it's so nice because even on my highest of highs or my lowest of lows, she just is excited because she saw me in first grade. She saw me as a middle schooler. All I wanted to be was a race car driver. Yeah. All I wanted to be was my grandfather. You know, she, she saw me in my relationship with my grandfather who used to come and speak at my school when I was in elementary. Oh, that's getting middle one. So she saw all the, the drag cars that we, we had growing up. She just saw the, the, that side of my, my life. And so, you know, she's been a part of it for a really long time. And so, so to, to be able to, to perform in front of my kids, like it, it's a great feeling and it is a stress reliever. Uh, at the same time, like it is very stressful when my kid falls out of the bed in the middle of the night last night and like they're carrying on in the middle of the night and they're waking up all day and I don't really get much sleep. Yeah. And I'm kind of grumpy. And I say all this, make it sound like Mackenzie, my life is perfect, but we fought this morning. We argued, <laughs> you know, about nothing. Probably, I think yeah. there wasn't enough space in our hotel room, and it was driving me nuts. So I, there, there's high of highs and low of lows. With yeah, that. you're gonna have that, man. 
I have it every day. But I, I do love my wife. I actually, I, I met, uh, I met my wife. We I, we went through junior high and high school together. I don't remember her in junior high at all. And uh, how big was your school? Like students? Um, high school. My graduating class was seven hundred people. I think. Golly, mine was eighty-eight. Yeah. I want to. Say, I don't know if that's the right number or not. I have no clue. Maybe that's how many people are in the entire school. I'm not very smart. Once again, <laughs> I think that was right. There was a, it was it was packed. Like it was overly loaded with people. And um, but anyways, we uh, honestly, when I first really met, and I can't say I met her. I knew her and stuff. I was in ag class. That was like my favorite class because I got to weld on the. Tra- I got to build trailers. Mm. And I, was, I got to weld. I got to skip class and weld stuff, mm. which was really cool because I was actually good at that. I wasn't good at the class stuff, so I went out in the shop and welded stuff because the school sold these trailers after we built them. So I had to go out there, grind everybody else's welds off, and put my uh, little bit better welds on. So I loved it. So I got to do that my whole deal. Well, we also went to the Raleigh State Fair on the activity bus. Well, we just sat next to each other. We weren't in the same class or nothing like that. And we had fun, joked around, whatever the whole time. And I made a deal with her. I said, I will buy you this Carhartt jacket because I had like, my dad would give me lunch money every week he left my mom. He didn't even know my mom was paying hmm. for my lunch. He had like a, an account. So my dad would give me lunch money every time he got ready to leave. <laughs> and he'd give me like 20 bucks, 50 bucks. Here, this should last you for the week or whatever. And he didn't, I had money in my account for the whole year already. <laughs> You're just pocketing it. Yeah, and I was pocketing it. So I bought her, a, I traded her a Carhartt jacket to, to type my paper. I could write, but I could not type at all. Because huh. I didn't care to. I was like, I don't, what am I going to do with this? Well, yeah, what am I going to do? So I traded her a Carhartt jacket from the Raleigh State Fair to type a paper that probably helped me graduate high school. Huh. And Which we weren't together then at all. We hung out and we had fun or whatever, laugh, joke. And then it was about a year or two after high school. And then we just kind of started dating or whatever. And she came to a few of the shows with me. And I think the first year uh, that she came out to any shows was in 2006 so she was at I think that was the first world finals I ever did was in 2006 and she was there for that mm. and um, that was kind of it man but that, she grew up around knowing that the Andersons were a big deal out there right I don't yeah, but so where I grew up where I grew up is in Currituck County North Carolina and she was in Moyoc which is part of Currituck but it was the north end and we were out the south at the bottom and it's like two different areas. So we didn't, people didn't know or care about anybody. Mm. You know, it was like a battle. Like in, uh, Moyoc versus Currituck? Uh, well, it was, uh, it, was, it was like lower Currituck versus upper Currituck. Uh, okay. what it was. I didn't know it was so, yeah. it was so violent out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but just no, like, you just had a bunch of sand it was and just wild be, horses. That, that's the deal, though. Most of the schools were separated until junior high and high school. So that's when they came together. Okay. They were in the middle of the county. The, the one junior high school... There has to be another one now because there's like three times the amount of people living around the area, and um, I, and she didn't really know. I didn't. I didn't flaunt. I didn't flaunt it. I didn't care about that. That wasn't who I was or wh- what I wanted to be. And honestly, growing, I was, was semi embarrassed by it. Like I didn't. I never wore Gravedigger T-shirts to, hmm. to school. Really, never wore any of that stuff. I didn't. I could have got. I mean, I could have got that clothes for free at the time, yeah. you know. And I didn't. I wouldn't get it. I would make sure that I. Got something else. So. Is it just because you didn't want the attention or? A, a little bit of both. I was shy, man. Yeah. I was super shy, dude. To a certain extent, I was the class clown. Bad. Mm. Extremely bad. The teachers would even laugh. And they would laugh and then send me to the principal. <laughs> it's not a good thing, but that's what I did. And, and then the principal was like, all right, get in your seat. You know, and I would sit over there and I'd wave to all my buddies walking by. I'm like, he's in there. And like, oh, he did it. I'm really proud of him. 
It's did, terrible. Did you so when you knew her in high school and stuff like that? <coughs> did you think that that y'all would get together eventually, or um, not like really. when did y'all actually get attracted? Well, because she other? had braces and stuff. I'm like, there's no way, you know. And then <laughs> was she, she became, a nerd? She like, was, was she kind, kind of a nerd. nerd. Was she, she rode. She was a cowgirl. She rode barrels and stuff. Yeah. And then she got braces off, and then she grew into herself. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is the girl I'm gonna marry. <laughs> Wowzer. <laughs> But y'all got together when? How old? You said 2006. Uh, I was in 2006, so we were like 21, 19, 21. I don't know how old I was. Okay. I was 20. I think we were about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And which we'd know, we but we'd known each other since we were 15, 16, I yeah. guess. So that was kind of it, man. And then we ended up getting married in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, that was bizarre to me. So when we were in Las Vegas, I, I want to say it was the first time that you know you guys actually decided that you decided that Bryce could be a friend. Yeah. So you let me run around with you guys. But Mackenzie was with me. Yeah. There's a couple of stories we cannot tell. Not at all. But, a, but it was the first time we were walking around Vegas and stuff like that. And I did not realize that you guys, I thought she was just joking, not because it was a bad thing. Yeah. But just because it was so like bizarre to me. I would yeah. think that you guys would have this you know, big wedding on the beach back in Currituck. You're both from there. You guys straight up got married on the Las Vegas Strip. We got married right in front of the, what are the fountains called? Uh, the it's not Montego Bay. The That's Bellagio. Bellagio. Yeah. yeah, we got married right in front of the fountains. There's some guy you could pay like, I don't know, 250 bucks to meet you anywhere in Las Vegas. <laughs> I'm serious. So it wasn't a Vegas chapel. You no. just met this guy in front of the fountains. Did you have people there? Like, did you have a... It was dude, because everybody that's my family, basically, yeah. and friends... It's all part of this. Well, how many people were there then? Dude, I had a lineup of like 17 groomsmen. Did you? Yes. <laughs> yes. And then we went to the banquet afterwards and partied like oh, rock stars. Night of the banquet. Yes. Who was like your best man or what you... No, my dad and them were there. So okay. Ryan and all that stuff. So it wasn't... We didn't really have... Did we didn't she set have up anybody? I mean... Her mom and dad. They came. And all her... But she's friends with most of the wives. Well, Bob was already there probably. Her dad was already... At, yeah. At, yeah. I don't even know event. if he was working at the okay. time. He might have been. He might have been. I don't know if his, her. Yeah, my wife's father is Bob, and he was a he's a tech official. Yeah, but he I don't can't remember if he was working yet or not. Hmm. But it was pretty cool. It was it was. Uh, I was excited because it cost you know a total of maybe five hundred dollars yep. for everything instead of however much forty money. grand or what's the average? Yeah, now? yeah. My one buddy, I remember they told me they spent twenty five thousand dollars on a wedding. I said, yeah. dude, <laughs> that's a car. What are you doing? I think it's cool though. I think I've liked Brie ever since that moment. I just realized it. I've liked Brie ever since I realized that she was totally cool with that. I was too. You know, because most chicks, man, I mean, and and it's not a bad thing, but most chicks are all about the big wedding, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's their day. It's their moment. And and not that it wasn't Brie's day or her moment, but to do it at I was World Finals. However, she went. I was like, "Are you sure this is what you want to do?" And like, "All right." What'd she say? She took off her shoes and y'all walked back or something like that. She was yeah. walking around Vegas without shoes on, which again, dirty. Mr. Jerome over look, here, dude. like that. Yeah, I wasn't cool with that. I was cool with it when I heard that she did all this for her wedding, and then I was not cool with it when no, she that is said one she of the walked around Vegas. Oh no, there's no. I didn't like that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That got got under my skin also. So you got married and then went to the banquet afterwards. Went to the banquet, man. Yeah. That was your that was your I don't reception. What year that was? <laughs> it's terrible. Your That's reception when... was the Monster Jam. So yeah. Obviously, that being said, your your life has been Monster Jam. Bree has accepted it as your all's life, but it's not easy, man. When we go home, yeah. Right, we travel home. Let's take it this weekend. Okay, we have a two show weekend, double header. This is a really long weekend because. 
Saturday, it's all, it's, 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 I mean, from start to finish, it's busy. And we don't usually get back till about midnight. Yeah. Um, then we turn right back around on Sunday and whether we have a driver's meeting that morning, whatever it is, we've got another pit party that starts at 1130, which doesn't sound like very early and it's not, but we still have to be there yeah. first thing in the morning. Um, and usually we don't wrap up till about six or seven o'clock. And um, thankfully, you know, usually we fly out Monday morning and we're up, you know, maybe a, a 6 a.m. flight or something like that. But by the time I get home, I'm a zombie. Yeah. Let's say I get home, best case, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm I'm sitting in my chair, I'm putting an ice pack on my neck, and I'm falling asleep and taking a nap. Thankfully, I've got a wife. She's totally cool with whatever I need on that first day to recover. Ice pack, dinner, baby, you wanna take a nap? Go back and lay down, put on Netflix. I got the kids. It's fantastic. Man. As soon as I wake up on day two. It's over. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it's game on. You know, she made me this week get up and go get to go to the gym, get on the treadmill for twenty minutes. You know, but sweat the comment out. I made. I'm sorry. Yes, I know. Oh, it is your fault. I know. Dag on it. Well, I saw that you six pack you used to have. I didn't call you nothing. You didn't call me nothing. I didn't call you nothing. It was I that said, Valentine's? Not, I said that's not him. She should not have posted something from when I was in high school. I was, was ripped. That? It was actually she from college. Worked. It didn't even. It was weird. Dude, it was I like was they put abs on a dad. I'm buddy, like, buddy, what is that? I was a beast in college, man. I was repping 225 for a soccer player. Repping it ten times, 225 bench Gosh. press. Okay. Yeah. Then my arm blew up and I had a blood clot in my shoulder. Oh my god. That's a different. That's a different story. Shut her down. That's a different story. But that's my story. When I go home, I get recovered. I get about a half a day, one day. She's fantastic. The next day, she's kicking me out the door, yeah. making me go do I'm, stuff. How long do you get? Actually, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, go ahead and uh, you know, I love you, babe, but uh, zero tolerance. <laughs> zero tolerance. Um, this is your fault, Bree, because you wouldn't come on our podcast. Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, so when I come home and I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, and they're pretty ruthless right now in life. And uh, relentless, they don't ever want to stop. And um, so, what I have to do the day I come home, I have to act like nothing is wrong with me at all. Not that my soul has left my body. Not that you know, Gravedigger has just pinned me to the ground and 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 just you know turned me inside out. You know, it's not. Uh, it's really got me disheveled. <laughs> and I have to act like everything is okay, and because if I say anything, I'm like, oh man, my my kidneys hurt. I think I'm peeing blood or something. And she's like, first thing, well, go to the doctor then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, can I just tell you how I feel? I have feelings. <laughs> I have feelings, and she just will not have it. So she, you told me today, or, or at some point, she was like, well, have you taken ibuprofen? Yeah. Before? Oh yeah. <laughs> That's what she'll say. Well, if you take an ibuprofen, I'm like, well, no. <laughs> well, then take ibuprofen. Yeah, and that should fix it. And I'm like, oh, gosh, but it constipates me. <laughs> but I do, I swear. And like, I can't sleep on the airplanes. I have this weird thing. Sometimes I will. If it's like a 5 a.m. deal, I will. All right. Sometimes. But if I turn on a movie and it catches me and I could have watched this dang movie 10 times over... I'm going to watch it again for no reason. And try, look at the guy next to me like, did you see that part? You know, like looking at her sleeping. And I'm just so excited for it. But then I come home and I really do. I try to act like I'm not tired. Because the kid, it's not It's not necessarily her. She will help me out a little bit. But the deal is too, she's a paramedic. Yeah, she. So she works she this pain. deal 
Well, she does. She does, but she doesn't. As soon as she gets hurt, now I'm. T- I've been. I've done switch my lid. Like I used to want to be loving and helpful. Uh-huh. I'll tell you right now. As soon as she starts <laughs> getting someone, why don't you go to the doctor? <laughs> instantly. A little taste of her own medicine. Yeah, instantly. Unintended. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, so she works long hours and stuff like that. So some days, so my kids will actually like. I'll come. I don't. I have to call her. Hey, who's got the kids? <laughs> you know, is, is it my mom or her mom watching them at the house? So I got to, you know, pick them up or where are they at? Or if I come home on a Monday, if we did a Sunday show and I'm coming home Monday, I got to go straight to school and pick these jokers up. And I'm oh. like, good oh. lord, here we go. Oh. And because uh, there's been times you've said like you, you know, we've been out after the show or eating some nachos at a restaurant, yeah. and we got a 6 a.m. flight the next day. Yeah. And you say like, yeah, she's on a 24-hour shift because she's a paramedic. You said so she, I yes. mean, she does 24-hour shifts. Yeah. Oh yeah, 24-hour yeah, shifts and stuff. And she has to switch her schedule all around. It's really difficult. And I'm thankful for her doing that now. And she. She, I, I don't. She's not going. To, I don't want her to quit. She doesn't want to quit uh, because uh, that that part of her life is that is her life. So it gives us a little bit of separation too. And if she, I swear to you, if she was at home all the time with my two kids, oh my gosh, she would just murder me. <laughs> you would be doing this alone. <laughs> the solo podcast. Oh. So you're at home. What's your like de-stressor when you're at home right now? Oh, hanging out around the house. Got a, a day off. You know what? My biggest thing now. So I used to work on trucks. I really did. That was my passion. I actually at one time, and my wife did not even know. My dad told on me. I had, uh, I, I may have had eleven, but there was nine vehicles I owned. Mm. And up at the shop, there's so much stuff everywhere up at the shop, and all these other guys have all their stuff. We have almost like a junkyard up there. I had nine vehicles. And she didn't know which ones. She thought she knew we had like three or four, but she, my dad was joking around and thought she knew. And he says, "That's yours. That's yours. That's yours." And he's laughing the whole time. I'm going like this. I'm sitting in the passenger going, "Don't, don't, don't, Dad, stop!" And like, so she was like, "Oh, I didn't know nothing about that." And I'm like, "Oh gosh, here we go." Well, anyway, so I kind of got rid of that stuff. Once you have kids, everybody understands. You know, I mean, it's like it's a lot of work. Yeah. And so, not that you're life shuts down completely because it's a totally different life. So what my actually my de, my 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 relaxation now is 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 actually with the RC truck stuff. Really? It really is. It's, and you guys are deep into it. I am like bad. that's a, it's an understatement to say that it is your de-stressor like it is almost your it's so, not your hobby. It, it is your thing. It is. I go home and I, vice. Sit, I had so I built a, a garage at home, a 30 by 30 garage, so I could pull like one vehicle in and work on it at a time so I could be focused on one project. I probably have about 40 to 50 RC vehicles in there now. Gosh. But what I do is as soon as I go home, dude, I'll bring the kids like the, on that Monday, I'll bring the kids to school, drop them off, and I'll go sit in my garage and put one up on the workbench and, and work on it. Yep. I don't even play with them a lot of times, and that's just what I do. And I, I can't help it. So... But then, and the, the greatest thing ever is, is that actually Horizon Hobbies, actually, they are the ones that produced the actual SMT, SMT 10 truck that just was re-released this year. And I was super excited about that. And we're officially sponsored by them. I am. Okay. And so I am sponsored by a straight up <laughs> hobby company because I spend so much money on these things. My wife, I have a credit card that's under wraps that she is just now learning about. <laughs> Right now, as we speak. What's their Instagram? Uh, their Instagram, it's got to be Horizon. I, man, you could put me on the spot again. I'll look yeah, it up. But uh, 
But they are actually, uh, they've so, been great. And I'm uh, I'm a team member on there. Okay. And I go on this thing and I'm like, it's got this app and I'm ordering parts. I mean, stuff showing up at my doorstep. I don't even know what I've got. I have more stuff in my garage at home than the, I'd say the five closest hobby shops do. <laughs> And within a hundred mile, you got your own hobby shop. I have my own hobby shop, but I have just recently got into the airplanes. Okay, Ryan and I just got Ryan got me an airplane for Christmas, and this thing is the most relaxing thing that I've ever done. Like airplanes are not easy to fly either. Well, we had two different tune-ups. So Ryan had a different tune-up on his. When I say tune-up, you adjust the flaps on it. Okay, and all this intricate stuff. That we didn't know about until he flew his, and you couldn't barely fly the dang thing. And mine is just out there like butter. And it's like, and Ryan was like, "Man, this is really nice." Huh. And it's because I read the directions yeah. when I assembled mine, and so, Ryan did not. So what, is, like Horizon? They're not paying us to talk about no. Horizon, but uh, they should. Horizon, yeah, you should pay us for giving you this love. However, uh, it is pretty cool what that company does because I used to only know Traxxas, yeah, which is a great company, all that stuff. Is her, does Horizon actually manufacture? Like Traxxas is like a branded type of car. Are these Horizon branded trucks? They are. So okay. what it is, it's kind of great. Is so it's it's Horizon underscore Hobby. It's okay. Easy. That's their Instagram uh, handle, and their deal is is that they actually so they went in as a bigger company and they got all these these smaller ones. So they own. There's different companies out there that are different types of people. Um, Axial is for your guys that are the scale guys, like all the stuff that you will watch. You know, when you see a video on Instagram, like, wow, that's cool looking. And yeah. then you realize it's an RC car. Yeah. That's that's Axial stuff. Losi is for the racer. Losi is like a, the racing team. Arma is for the basher. So those trucks that you see Ryan and I have that you can jump to the moon and back yeah. and they don't even break, that's Arma. That's their brand. And there's so many more. We just got into the airplane stuff. I didn't even know... Like I went to in uh, in Champaign, Illinois. I drove from Indy, went up to their headquarters. Mm. I did a podcast up there, which oh. is gonna be it's gonna be on soon. It's the first podcast I've been on since ours. So yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, when I, that comes out, I'll let you guys know and uh, to listen in on that. But the airplane stuff, man, I just was so intrigued by. It. And some of the stuff they showed me, they got turbine engines and stuff. I'm like, what is all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And I told them this is why I didn't want to get involved in that. But that is my that is my I feel good doing that. I do. I can do it with my kids. I can work on these trucks and stuff, and I can, I can afford to have forty of them. Yeah. And um, don't get to drive any of them because I'm my my kids' crew chiefs on their trucks, basically. But the the airplane thing has been awesome. Going out there, Ryan and I flying those, and Ryan and a bunch of the guys on the other tour got them. They've been running into each other with them <laughs> and stuff, and. It is so much well, fun. Well, the video on Ryan's Instagram oh, the other gosh, day was yeah. funny, man. All the stories where you guys, uh, all of a sudden it was panning to this, uh, you know, and Ryan was super serious about it. And it started off on this RC plane, you know, doing a touchdown on the water. And like he was super serious about how cool and technical it was. And then it pans over to Adam with these old school aviator goggles <laughs> on, standing in, in your shorts. I was in my, my pajama shorts. Ryan called me. It was... On the side of the pond. Side of the pond in my in my neighborhood. It was just not a super bunched up neighborhood, but there everybody was at home. And I'm out there in my pajama shorts and a pair of aviation goggles and out there flying my plane. <laughs> but all the kids in the neighborhood come out and watch it. They love yeah. it. And there's the weirdo guy that drives Gravedigger flying his airplane again. I think it's interesting how people, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, you know, you, I watched Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And, and you see the stuff that he'll post about on Instagram. Like, everybody has the the escapes. And I've always said, like, when it comes down to family and home life and things like that, like, 
you know, I think what's sad is a lot of people think it takes like what it takes to be successful is you just basically you work so hard in such a way that it burns up your whole family life and your home life. And, and that's what it takes to sacrifice all of that. But the problem is, is then you get successful and you got no one to share with. Yeah. And, and like, I think that's the thing I appreciate the most. And maybe that's the, that's one of the things that we connect on you and I is because you know, you, you, you know that it's all it, it, like family always comes first. Yeah. And, and because you know, like the name on the back of the Jersey means more than the name on the front. Uh, you know that it's the name on the back of the jersey that gets you to where you are. If you didn't have the support from home, if you didn't have the moments to fly your RC plane to decompress a yeah. little bit, uh, the wives that keep us on track, um, it would be so much more difficult to actually go out there and pursue these things uh, because I think it would actually be impossible to do that. It doesn't mean that if you're single that you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. But to you know, to 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 turn a blind eye to making sure that your your house is in order. You know, I heard, I heard a mentor say that one time, like, make sure your house is in order first before you go out and set the world on yeah. fire. And like a lot of people think that that's pretty cool. Yeah, they think that you, know, you can go out there and just do whatever you want and expect that you know home life will just be there when you're done. And I think there's a way to do both, but I think it's incredibly difficult. And for Mackenzie and I, like it, 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 there was a moment I'll never forget when it was, but it was back in my Top Fuel stuff. It's one of the reasons why I got out of Top Fuel. She never asked me to get out of Top Fuel. She never asked me to get out of motorsports. But I realized that in that moment, if I showed her that she was most important, if I showed her, hey, babe, I'm willing to give up my dream, my biggest dream of my life to, to show you that you're more important than that. And again, she never asked me to do that. But it was in a good place in our life where I, I had I had two roads to take. Either one, we start and build a family, or two, I basically continue to just bang my head against the wall to make this top fuel dream work. Um, and, and I don't regret for a second having taking that moment to 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 get our house in order. We got married. I got my first big corporate job. All that stuff. Fast forward four or five years, I get a call from Monster Jam. Yeah. So again, looking back, I don't regret any of that stuff. I feel like I kind of sacrificed that dream. And I feel like it's 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 come back in you know tenfold from what I thought it would be. But anyway, I really do. I think whether you're single, whether you got a family, whether you're dating, you're engaged, doesn't matter. I think that there's a moment, even if you're a a, a single guy, I think you've got parents. I think that there's an opportunity for you to be the best son you can be, the best brother you can be. If you're a young lady, the best daughter, the best sister you can be. If it's just you, like I think there's people at home that you've got to protect to make sure that you have a good situation at home so that when you are gone, that you have all the energy in the world to go and be the very best at what you can be. Whether you're you're dumping RC planes in a pond, hey, <laughs> amen, or, or whatever it is, or eating nachos with your family. Oh uh, yeah, unbelievable. We're getting the wrap up sign from Bree. We're trying to tell her to come inside and be yeah. on our podcast. Way to go. So a couple questions we want to answer for you guys. Send us your questions on Instagram because we really do enjoy this. Matt Hillhouse, you changed your Instagram handle, buddy. I can't believe you, but now it's at Matt underscore Hillhouse. But he said, the best way to reheat nachos. What a great, fantastic question. Here's your answer, Matt. You don't reheat them, buddy. You eat the whole plate like a man. Man. <laughs> Knowing Matt, you do eat the whole plate of nachos, my friend, because you're a man among men. Uh, but the, here's the key. You continue to eat them with your fork. And regardless if anyone says they're un-American, it's un-American to eat nachos with your fork or whatever, you throw the whole plate of nachos in their face and tell them to take a hike. All right? Uh, other than that, you guys are good to go. 
What else? Are there any I'm, other I'm questions on there? Other one. I can't, I'm scared to read some of these out loud. One quick question for you I've got, and this comes from at David underscore Moore 1206. He says, the easiest part to break on a truck. Oh, man. The, what do you think? I, I, I think uh, I would have to say it's the body. Yeah. It's the body because, it is, because it is so fragile. Because you could flip it over, or you could just lay it over, and, and maybe it's okay. Or the dang thing just disintegrates. You never know. So that would say the body is. I'd say also when when I was first driving that the differentials were actually, they're a lot stronger than they used to be. So you had to drive with perfect throttle rhythm, which you still kind of do too nowadays. But it's uh, they're a lot a lot more forgiving. That's for sure. You know, my answer would be your pride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It is funny how quickly these things humble you. At one moment, you're doing the save of the year. The next moment, you're just flopping the truck over in Houston and uh, looking kind of lame. So either way, you're having a blast. So Gears of Nachos, Episode 5. You guys are fantastic. We appreciate all you guys. Send your messages. And keep posting your pictures of nachos, too. Yeah, I love I get that. I think that. it's funny. Send them to us. And, uh, tag us on it. Tag us. I'm at Warrior Bryce. And uh, Adam Anderson underscore GD. Yep. Tag us in that. We probably should have a, uh, we should probably make a Gears and Nachos Instagram that we can both keep track of. I thought about that them. this week, but. Yeah. Oh, I meant to tell follow. you that. Actually, you know what? Did Bree tell you that she made us stickers? What? Yeah. No. Yes. What are we going to do with them? Uh, Put them on She's got enough to give them away. No, she's getting, a, give like, them away. she's getting a bunch of them so we can give them away and stuff like that. That's the thing that happened in Minneapolis. I had so many fans come up and be like, dude, I'm loving the podcast. So maybe we could get a couple of those. And if you yeah. guys have a, a clever comment, question, something like that, come to the pit party or just send it to on Instagram. You might get a Gears and Nachos sticker. That'd be pretty cool. That's oh awesome. Gosh, you... Does it look like our logo? It does. It's very similar. She was like some cartoony thing, and it had yeah. a truck on it, and then she didn't like that, so they took it off. She's been fighting back and forth with them, but it's a pretty cool little sticker. Um, let's see. They got a question from MJ underscore Tampa. Adam, will you ever join the Mohawk Nation? <laughs> huh. Well, MJ underscore Tampa. Uh, well, I probably about 10 years ago I would have, but the way this thing's thinning out up top right now, I don't know if I can. I could still right now. I did it the other day and thought about wearing it out in public, but I got embarrassed. <laughs> well, maybe you can just let your kids wear mohawks. No, that, I'm good. They're yeah. fine. They, they need to be adults. I'm their favorite anyway. No, you're. I'm your kid's favorite. Yeah, they are. I'm furious yeah, about it. I know. It was weirded me out. <laughs> yeah, Adam walks in the pit party, or no, the, the driver's meeting today, and my son just looks at me. He's two, year, he's two and a half years old. And he recognizes Adam. Adam, hey, Daddy, it's Adam. It's yeah. Adam over there. I'm furious. And then my other daughter, not my other daughter, because I've only got one. Oh, boy. But Eliza is looking at Todd saying, Bryce, or Daddy, it's Bryce. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fumbling all over that. She says, Daddy, Daddy, look, it's, it's your friend Todd. It's uh-huh. your best friend Todd. I'm like, listen, best friend Todd, okay? Todd and I get along. Uh, best friend Todd? I don't know, Todd. No, you got a ways mean. to go, you butthead. Yeah. Todd will never be my best friend when he's first in points. I don't know that he'll listen in to this 54 minutes in. He should. We'll find Maybe out. We're something. not going to say anything about it. Don't even mention that we mentioned him <laughs> and see what happens. All right, guys. Episode 6 coming up next week, and uh, we're excited about that as well. You guys have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Gears and Nachos out!